Hi, I'm Dan Higginson, and welcome to the 13th episode of the Idle Hands podcast, where we hope to discuss and learn more about effective creative process. I'm joined today by the first Welshman that's been on the Idle Hands Society podcast, Paul Bentz. Good evening. And photographer slash artist, Luke Saxon. Hello, guys. Hi, Luke. Good to finally get you on. We've been chatting for weeks now, and this yeah. has felt a long time coming. Yeah, it's great to, to finally actually do it. I've been really looking forward to it. We were just talking um, just before we got on air about how we introduced Luke, because Luke's one of these strange creatures that is sort of part photographer, <laughs> part artist. So let, let's let's get into that a little bit, because you didn't really know how you wanted introducing, right? That's it. You know, I mean... I suppose at the moment I would consider myself an artist or a photographic artist, but it's weird because I, I think I like photography, but I'm never happy with just the single image. I need to be playing around with it to create something different. So after I've shot it, there's a lot of like post-production that goes into things, and I think that's it. it's frustration just with the single image of photography at the moment. What do you think that frustration is? <sighs> I'm not actually too sure, you know. I think it stems from when I was at uni, we'd be kind of pushed into experimenting, so using collage and, like, in a dark room and finding things on the floor and, like, photographing it and scanning things in and printing it. And I think just from there, then, when I've been out with just my camera, everything seems a bit boring, if that makes sense. So I try and do things that are a bit different. I think that's what, like, excites me. That's really interesting, Luke. <laughs> can can you can you give us a little bit of an intro? Tell us where it all started for you. Oh wow! Okay, um, so I've always been interested in art. Um, God, when did I even start? You know, like when I was a teenager, I was obsessed with painting. Then I went and studied art in college, then kind of gave up on it and got a job. Then one of my friends lent me a camera, and I just became obsessed with photography. Decided to go to uni. And from there, it's just kind of, you know, every year I'm I'm just getting more and more into it. And it's just kind of, so maybe 15, I, can't, I got into it. How old are you now? I guess. Uh, I'm oh, 33. I was going to say, not a day over 21, Luke. I thought you were... Yeah, you know, I still get <laughs> ID'd for booze in the shops and stuff. So <laughs> I, I appreciate that, like, <laughs> the moisturising routine. If I got ID'd in a shop for booze, I'd probably kiss the cashier to be honest <laughs> it's never gonna it's never gonna it's happen such a good feeling. like it's so good you can go in even the other day i got id for a scratch card and i don't know how old you've got to be to get one of those so 16 right i look older though. is that 16 yeah, yeah 16 yeah. oh yeah i want to be doing something right magical yeah. i wanted some of the water some right, of that never mind your water. photography what's your skincare regime <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i'll never tell <laughs> <laughs> just like the blood of a virgin or something that that could be it you know i mean yeah. I, i'm not going to give anything away but yeah so, okay um, so you went you went to university and you fell in love with so how often were you, you were you taking pictures every day and um, what did you kind of learn like what did you learn from the course i suppose what did in you come university out, yeah like, yeah yeah when you did photography <laughs> what did you come out the other side thinking like what was I think when I first started university, I was really obsessed with street photography. So purely just photographing kind of like Martin Parr style. I was going to Blackpool a lot. And when I went to university, that's when I realised that there were so many different artists and photographers out there. So that's when I kind of started to experiment and play around in the dark room. So after my first year, I kind of found myself as a more experimental photographer. I did a lot of reading as well, which I still enjoy doing now and like writing bits. Um, by my third year, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. So I think when I finally graduated from a BA, I, I wanted to be more of an art-based photographer. So I was kind of doing little projects and sending them off to galleries, building my portfolio in that way. And even just, you know, making little photo books and giving them out and selling things. So I guess it... It got me a lot more creative. It got me thinking about different photographers and approaches to photography. It's amazing. I, I mean, I just I look through your your stream on Instagram and it just blows me away. It does. It's beautiful and it's it's clever. I like the way you juxtapose. I, I like the way like you can see how you've like the narrative of, in your work how it's slightly moved from being two images side by side to being like two images combined. And I, yeah. I, just, I just love that progression and, and how 
how that that kind of it's it's amazing. It really like when I I only came across your work recently, maybe two three months ago, but it really blew me away from the from the reason what you said at the beginning about you know you got bored with a bit of everything, and it was kind of how can you push the boundaries of what you can do with a camera, and it just it works for me. It, it really does. It's like magical. I, how do oh, you man. even? How did you even like come up? What what was the idea? How did the process develop? I'm interested in in how it all. Wow, happened. I mean that's honestly that's so nice of you to say. Like, because as a photographer, you know, no, I don't like my work a lot of the time. I always look at it and look at it, and you know, a lot of the time I've got to stop myself from deleting photos on Instagram because <laughs> I just don't like it. But I think so. When I first started um, doing kind of diptych images, and then the turned into more of a collage. I was just experimenting in Photoshop. I think I was doing like a little book layout, in fact. And um, I put two images next to each other and I thought, wow, that kind of works as just one solid image. And from that, then it just kind of, I don't know, I started, I went through all my archive. I've got like 30,000 photos on my hard drive. So I was going through my archive, just putting images together and seeing what worked and what didn't. And after a while then, like, I'd be out shooting and I'd see something and I'd think, yeah, that I'd go with that one that I've got saved on my hard drive. And I, you know, like, so go from there. And now it's just become this kind of compulsion where I'll scroll through my images and I'll be out the day after looking for something that'll go with that. I was going to ask but, about yeah. that. I, I, I was so interested in like how you were doing this, whether or not you had some weird photographic memory where you just knew all the images that you had in your archive and you were literally out looking for the next one or whether or not you sort of set yourself a task. I was so interested to see how that all kind of mapped together. Yeah, it's, it's something that a lot of people ask me and I, I'm always kind of afraid to answer it because people like will leave me comments and stuff and say, you know, do you go and plan this or is it just look, is this all through your archive? And I'd, feel that sometimes it's cheating if I've got images in my archive and then I'm shooting to match something. Why's that cheating? So, yeah, I, I don't... It's not cheating. <laughs> it's, it's, it's completely like... These are, images that you've, these are images that you've taken, right? These are all your yeah, images. Yeah. So, yeah, like, no, 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 there's a skill here, right? There's an absolute skill in what you're doing. And I think you should be <laughs> shouting from the top of your voice, <laughs> I, I'm fucking great. Honestly, it's really wonderful. Like, I mean, oh, man. You're I... making me blush here now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think, like, you know, you see a lot of work on Instagram that looks the same and, and it's kind of, you know, it, a lot of it is replicated. And it takes a lot, I think, to stand out from that I, in, a, in a really saturated market, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I think, like, I know I'm, I'm just keep giving you lots of love. But I, I just think it is, it, it's, it's special and you should be really proud of it. I think it's a really wonderful, like, I, I, I keep smiling when I when I look down and I'm like, oh. Oh, man, thank you so much. You know, that really does mean a lot. And it, I think that's, I'm making it to put out there to be, for people to enjoy. So hearing that people do actually enjoy it is kind of, I feel, you know, happy, validated by what I'm doing. You know, I so, kind of feel comfortable now. Yes. So, this brings me to a bigger question, I suppose, is so what's more important to you? Is the single image more important or is the body of work? Like, is... is oh. Hang on, wait. I want to set a parameter here, right, Paul? Because okay. I feel like you've given him a bit of an easy question there. Go on, go on. When he says single image, I'm counting, yeah, even if you've got like two or three images all on one to make one image, that that's still yeah. one image, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, with that question then, so let's say it's not a book, I was selling a piece as as it was, just that one image, and then it needs to evoke some emotion, it needs to be really strong just on its own. If it was part of a series, then you could create that narrative throughout it. So, I think maybe a lot of my work, it does kind of lead into other images. So, I usually like to have kind of a series so the collage ones that I'm working on at the moment, I'm working on it towards building a book. So I get, it is a difficult question because there's some that do just stand alone and they wouldn't work as a series. I think more, I'm more of a series-based photographer. Okay. And I like to build up projects and multiple images to create a stronger narrative. So when you look at your book, you say a stronger narrative. Is your book as a whole going to also have a narrative as well as yeah. the narrative that you've weaved into the combinations of pictures? 
I think, so what I'd like to do is create something that's completely ambiguous. So the book that I'm working on is, it's kind of street photography, but I want the viewer to create their own narrative. Right. But I, I just take things that are everyday that are quite banal and shift it around to, so I see something interesting in it. So for example, mixing like a swan with a, a broken plastic t- chair and things like that. That's the one that it, was actually coming to mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, I mean, it's one that I kind of, uh, I quite like. Uh, it's one that I've been playing around with today for, for this book project, like I mentioned. And um, I want to create things that when people look at it, they can form their own sort of story behind it. Like I'll share um, an image with a plastic bag in and people get this environmental kind of story behind it. But I, I never saw that before. And, you know, people have just got their own opinion of, I've seen it, I guess. Have you ever played around with more than two images? Or is it just a mess after the two? Yeah, it kind of looks a bit messy. Like, I mean, it's something I'd do, I'd try it, but I like it when, it's just going to sound kind of a bit weird, like, it's so satisfying when you join an image together. It's like, it's <laughs> like, like really satisfying. I'm not joking. <laughs> something very sexual about it. <laughs> I can feel that love coming all the way down from Lancaster. It's coming. <laughs> I was doing some googling on you today, Luke, and uh, oh. I found an in- interesting fact. Apparently, Lancaster. <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait! Look, look. You, if only you could see Luke's face right now. He no, looks I'm terrified. De- I'm He's terrified. like, "Wait, you've been on Google? Terrified. What have you found?" <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> secret <laughs> profile. This, this one time in 1998. Lucas was on a Luke was on a beach. No, no, no. Um, okay, I was thinking that. No, no, no. Where was this? <laughs> um, no, no. It's, it's quite a, a banal fact, actually. That people from Lancaster are called Yonners. Is that true? You, did you know that? I did not know that. Well, there you That's go, awesome. mate. There you go. Right. You can okay. That's what we've never heard that that's where Wikipedia took it. could be completely a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely terrified that you found something on me that I've never seen. And I wasn't expecting you to come out with that. So, We're yeah. saving that for later on in the episode, Luke. <laughs> yeah, right at the end, you're going to drop something on me, are you? Um, <laughs> can we, can we, I, I, I'm interested to think, um, do you have a style? And if you do, what do you think it is? And, and how is Ooh. it formed? I think... It's hard to kind of have a style in photography and in art in general. I mean, at the moment, there's you'd call someone a street photographer when they're really more of a documentary photographer. Um, I guess I'm more of it would be kind of street. Is that a style? Maybe I don't, I don't know. It's a very difficult question. How would you define it? Paul? What would you say? Yeah, what would you define it as if you saw what about when you see my work? What would you? What? Uh, uh, there is there is this element of street, but it's not it's not tip, like I, like I said to you, it's really unique in that it, I think it it crosses the boundary between it being street and art. When art is a, a wanky word, but you know what I mean. It's it's like it it, it pushes those boundaries of it just being a single image. There's, there's there's thought in terms of how you're combining the images and what images you combine, and together. I think they make the picture stronger, which I think is great. But but what what? How would I describe you? I, I just think called you an artist. I just think I I, I worry. I con- I constantly like this question of you know whether you're a documentary photographer or a street photographer or a fashion photographer or a commercial photographer, whatever these these labels that we put upon ourselves. They kind of constrict us, don't they? They kind of put you into a box yeah. and they they mean you 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 have to shoot this way. And I kind of. Like the more I've been, I've, I've shot the kind of less I like the label, and the more I like because I think once you once you begin to put yourself at these boundaries around yourself, it kind of sort of makes you less free, if that makes sense. You Unless know, you're and, an astrophotographer, those guys are weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How do they even I hope do it? Still listening to this, then? No. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, astrophotographers, but I think you're very talented. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. these, bo- these boys from Kent have no manners. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty similar in Manchester, to be fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I think style is a really difficult one. I think you, I think almost uh, other people tell you what your style is. You kind of maybe don't 
don't tell yourself, if you know what I mean. It's kind of, it's external that that's comes from, you know, and, and maybe that's, that's it. Yeah. And you maybe don't worry about it so much in a way, I think. Yeah, I don't think it's important massively, as long as you're kind of happy with what you do and um, you enjoy doing it, you know, it's, that's the biggest thing. Like, for example, some days I might, I might just go and photograph, you know, like a portrait or whatever and play around with that. I don't consider myself a portrait artist or a portrait photographer or anything like that. But, you know, it's whatever you want to do. And like you said, it's best for other people to categorise your work and, you know, talk about you like that. Can I ask, are you, are you a full-time photographer? Is it your, like, nine to five or nine to eight or do you do other things as well? It's not really, no. I mean, I teach some workshops in photography and teach things at universities. But it's something that I'm really desperate to get more work in as a photographer at the moment. You know, it's it's really difficult out there, especially with galleries closing with COVID. It's, you know, it's been a bit of a nightmare, but hopefully now things are picking back up. I can get back to kind of doing a nine to five photography kind of job. No, I, I think it's been a really difficult year for a lot of photographers, right? And, and It really and, has. Yeah, like, yeah. It's been a... Uh, it's been a struggle. I think a lot of my friends, they're, they're in the same boat and one of them decided to just quit his job and just jump straight into like being a full-time photographer and trying to become like doing some commercial work and shooting portraits. But you need so you need to stand out from the crowd and it's very, very difficult. He's, a, he's an amazing photographer himself, so I'm sure he won't have any trouble, but it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah, super competitive. It's super competitive. It's really saturated. People are doing it... it Cheap, 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 you know, and... Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I kind of wonder, like, how, like, people coming out of university, like, how can they even exist, like... Have people not a, been wondering this forever, though, Paul? And maybe, but, like, if you... Like, we spoke to Hu last night, right? And Hu was talking <laughs> about um, when he left university, he basically was one of 20 assistants and he was doing work for Condé Nast and all of these different major companies. That's unheard of now. It doesn't even exist. Like, you know, it, it's a different world. Um, but maybe it has been like that for the last 20 years. I don't know. Maybe more. But I think it's, I think it's, it's more, it I feels like it's more saturated. I might be, that's just my... The thing that know. worries me more than saturation is like the race to the bottom where people think, right, well, the way to overcome the saturation is either be better than everyone else, which I can't do, so I'm going to have to be cheaper than everyone else. And then you just yeah. have everybody, like, just giving away their soul. Exactly. That's kind of the, uh, I think that's the worst thing to do as well. Like, you you sell yourself short then, and people don't really respect your work in a way. You're just kind of, you know, doing it purely for money. And you just take any job, which is a bit of a nightmare. Sorry, I was just manoeuvring myself around. Yeah, That's I was going to say, we're fine. just walking around your house. <laughs> get, the, get the grand tour. <laughs> yeah, I, I do worry about that. That I probably worry about more more about that than, than saturation. Yeah. I don't know, Paul, what, I don't know what you think of that. Well, I, I mean, it's, probably, um, it's the two of the same kind of problems, aren't they, really? I mean... If it's overly saturated, people are just going to think, right, well, I'll do this for dirt cheap. And then you're getting all these people then that are just kind of like selling selling yourself short and not putting any, any effort into it. And But then if you want to boost yourself and make a portfolio and get higher-end clients, you just don't have the experience. It's just a never-ending cycle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was actually going to ask a question. So <laughs> I, I noticed a little while ago, I can't remember... I've done a lot of digging around on some of the blogs you've written and yes. various things that you've put on websites plus your Instagram. So okay. everything sort of bled into one. So apologies, I, oh. I can't remember the source of this. But I saw some stuff where y you said it was old work and you'd done diptychs, but they were paintings. Like one was a photo and then you'd done like a like an abstract painting of that photo. How long ago was that? That was a while ago. I think that was um, when I first graduated from university ended up getting this crappy job I just didn't enjoy. As, um, I worked in a studio, but it was like a family studio. And it was a bit soul-destroying because I was really creative when I first left university. And I wanted to do something different, and I was just racking my brains what to do. And I just ended up going to like some art shop and buying some paint. And I started printing images and painting on them. And thought, actually, I could just put these images next to each other and just do block colours. And it, it worked really well. And I was going to be in queue and 
um, you know, you can mix the colour of the actual, you can send like a a colour from a photo and they'll match that colour. Okay. So I was just getting the exact colour and making these like weird paintings that joined into the image. Oh, which was so quite you, fun. Were, you were really planning that out then? That wasn't just you mixing paints to get the right shade? You were ordering that? Yeah, I was ordering it. I did quite a few and uh, it just, you know, it kind of fizzled out and I've stopped doing it. Now, but it's something that I might revisit in the future. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Maybe like paint over with the two pictures. Just yeah, full circle. Know, it's a very good idea. Yeah, you'll see me uh, doing this tomorrow now. <laughs> can I ask you a really? Can I ask you like a deep? I'm going to ask you a deep question. What, what's the reason you take photos? What's the why? Like, what's what's the? Oh wow, that's a difficult question, man. Like shit, I wasn't expecting that. Um, I think I like to document things that are around me. So that's how it started. Now I do it to create new things. So I've got this compulsion to document where I live and my hometown and my home city. And I think that's how it started. But other than that, no, it's just purely out of a drive to create new things and create new work. Does it, does it make you happy creating? Does, do, you get a, do you get a buzz out of it? Oh, yeah. That, I can't imagine anything that would top it. You know I mean? What... You know, why does anybody take photographs? It does give you a buzz when you're out shooting and when you, you see everything coming together and you're happy with the final outcome. I, I, we, we were again, we had another pod with a guy called Hugh Walters last night. He's a Welsh uh, photographer and cinematographer. And when we asked him why, um, I think we, we got to the point where we said, because it's like, like you know, he, he's quite awkward. And I think there, there's something that sometimes you can be, maybe it's, it's like a, a comfort blanket and it allows you access to places that maybe you know you wouldn't normally go it, it it's this mm. it's like you know when you go into a group of people and they see a camera around their neck and they go this it's sometimes a, a conversation starter and it breaks ice i suppose in some ways um that is a good point i've never thought of it like that that's really interesting yeah i get that it's where i mean there's another thing as well though with that like when i've got my camera and i'm walking around manchester center people look at you because they're worried that you're going to take their picture. So you kind of need to really do it slightly. So it can go one of two ways. You know, it can be a good icebreaker and a conversation starter. But I've been, I've been punched in the face before. What? I've been chased. Yeah, really? yeah. Okay, we, yeah, need like, to, we need to explore like, some of this. Two, two black eyes I had at one point. Through, um, through taking someone's photo? I didn't even take the photo. The, I was walking through um, Manchester and I tried to take a photo. This guy ran over to me and said that I took a photograph of his girlfriend. And I was like, what are you talking about? So I started walking off and he was grabbing my camera and saying, let me see the photo. So I like, just showed him what I'd been taking and he still didn't believe me. And then he just punched me in the, in the cheek and ran off. Jesus. Ended up with a black eye, yeah. It shows you're super committed to what you're doing. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, you, know. <laughs> you can just take a punch. <laughs> the, the worst thing that happened to me was I was in where was I? I was in Elephant and Castle, and um, I'd been walked past a shop, and there was an, a lady in the shop, and I just take a, took a picture. It was like a glancing shot, and anyway, I walked off, and then she chased me literally down the street, and then she starts grabbing the camera from my neck. It was around my neck, and she said, "Give me the camera! Give me your camera! Give me your!" And then like a crowd of people like gathered around me. It was like. And all of a sudden, like, she was just really, no, man, you, you did. I said, well, look, I'll delete the picture. It was, like, really rubbish. It was blurry. I said, look, happily delete it. No, man, no, no. And luckily, two policemen walked past and said, look, you know, if you touch him, you're going to get arrested. He's allowed to take a picture of you in a public space. And she was like, no, man, yeah. I did. But, yeah, sometimes, I've only, only, like, in in 20 years, only once have I really had, that's it. That's about as bad as it's got. Like, that's, like. That's insane. Touch wood, I've, I've literally never, ever had any problems <laughs> the, the closest i've got is a few times and i could probably count them on one hand somebody has come up to me and said did you just take my picture and i'd sort of enthusiastically go yeah it looks really cool like i love the way the light was hitting your hat or like whatever and you showed them the picture and they're like oh that was really cool that that's like the worst i've ever had and that's amazing though you you dealt with it perfectly because if you said no or tried to shuffle away really quickly then it probably you know, it could have gone worse, but I think if you're just really confident and own the fact that you, you've just photographed them, you yeah, know, I, it's... I, I can't do sneaky, so I have to just no. be confident. <laughs> it's, intent, it's, it's, it's intent, isn't it? I think, and, how, and your approach, and being prepared, yeah. 
being prepared to answer what you're doing with a, a reasonable, you know, an honest, reasonable lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I, I'm really worried about going back into town, you know, like, <laughs> but Paul, Paul will probably appreciate where I'm coming from with this. I've not been shooting street now for like, since the beginning of the pandemic. I've, I've just wow. not, I've done a few photography jobs. Like I've shot a few weddings here and there and that kind of stuff, but I've not taken pictures in public for a little while. Not really of people, not in the way that I used to. And I'm worried now that I'm, I, I was saying in last week's episode, I don't think I'm a sharp now, but I, I, I'm kind of a little bit nervous about just starting again. It's, 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 it's daunting. It's very daunting. You know, you, when you first start shooting street and people in the street, I mean, I don't know if you guys have, have ever done this, but you start off quite far away and not composing it how you want because you're too scared to lift your camera up properly. And, you know, it takes a while to, to actually get the confidence to photograph people in the street and candidly. So after a year of not shooting people in like a town or a city, I'm not surprised you're a bit nervous about going back into it. I'm sure five minutes in, it'll be just like Bruce Gilden-esque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flash up and right in someone's face. <laughs> what, what are your influences? What, what kind of, where's, where's the things you like? What are the, like outside of photography, maybe I'm interested. Yeah, I mean, so I look at a lot of painters. Um, two of my like absolute favourites who I went to one of their exhibitions when I was in New York a couple of years ago. And that really inspired maybe the painting one that we mentioned earlier uh, is called Robert Rauschenberg. And he did uh, like screen prints and things, but then painted over them. And I just look at things like that and look at the composition and colours and how to build an image. And I think that's something that's, you know, it's always going to inspire me. Other than that, though, there's not really, you know, anything else. I like reading, I guess. And that's quite inspiring sometimes. But yeah, other than that, there's not much. I don't really know many artists my other half tanya she's she's an art teacher and she'd probably be appalled that i don't know who robert rauschenberg is but what, what kind of work <laughs> does, does robert do he does um similar to say andy warhol you know it, it's a bit more messy i think he started off in new york he went around the streets at night when he didn't have any money and he was like living in some squat or something and he collects things that he found in the street like boxes and he'd use those as canvases so it has this really kind of raw feeling when you see his work and you can see it feels very streety. I think it's, that's what drew me into it. So he does a mixture of sculpture and painting. And then as he got more recognised and got more money, he started using screen prints and different methods of printing onto the canvas, which is really interesting. But I'd definitely check him out if I was you, if you're interested in that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, really. I, I, I might do, I might do. What about street art and that kind of stuff? Is is that something that floats your boat? Um, I mean, it, it's something that I, I like seeing. I've got a couple of friends that are, you know, like graffiti artists. Uh, it's not something that I go out of my way to go and look at or, you know, go and do myself. But it, it's it's interesting to see. I like the uh, paste-up stuff that people do. I find that quite interesting. How often are you... Um shooting you go out every day do you go out a couple of times a week what's your like what's your schedule i try and chew every single day but if i have a bit of a heavy night i probably won't take my camera out you know if i'm a bit hungover but yeah usually i'm out a good five days a week i'd say solidly for all day you know shooting that's good that's commitment that that's proper commitment yeah you know i mean when I, I usually go for like a walk, like, um, so I'll pick a place, I'll just look on my phone, I'll drive somewhere or whatever, and I'll map a route and I try and walk around 10 miles when I go for a shoot. So it takes a good couple of hours, but I'd like to cover as many places as possible and have a good variety to kind of play around. So I've got something to collage and my, I want to build my archive up so I've got enough work to kind of play around with. So when you're collaging, are you spending as much time collaging as you are shooting or? Yeah. I mean, when was it the other night I spent maybe six or seven hours. I was up till four in the morning just playing around. And I don't know if you guys do this when you like in post-production, but I just get carried away. I block everything else out and I'll just put like music on and I'll just focus on that. And before I know it, you know, six, seven hours have gone past and without even realizing, I find it even more enjoyable than the actual shooting sometimes 
Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. What's more important, the 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 act of taking the photograph or the photograph yourself? See, that's another very very tough question. I don't I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of photographers that I've seen on say Instagram, and they're amazing street photographers, and they'll um, when they're out shooting they'll show the scene, they'll take like a video on the phone and then show the back of the camera. And that, it looks like it doesn't need any editing at all. They're, they're absolutely perfect. The lights bang on. So that, in that case, you don't need to play around with it. So it's just the image. But with the work that I do, the post-production is massively important because I like to line things up and join images together. So I think it depends on the photographer that you are, maybe, if you know what I mean. I was, yeah, I was going to say, I'm surprised that you, you struggle to... I thought you were just immediately going to go... The photograph is more important than taking the photograph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. My wife is at the door. Just give me one second. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised that you didn't. <laughs> you were just immediately. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. When I shot street photography, I wouldn't really edit the photos at all. So it was a while ago. And now I've come to realise that I do like editing and bringing things together. So it's a, it's a tough question. And I do overthink things. I think you can tell, you know, by the way I'm explaining myself. No, no, not at all. You're, you're not, you're not. Paul's got another little project he does where he collects sort of found photography. Oh, I love that. Have you ever considered anything like that? Like not not your own work, like other people's? I've not, but that sounds brilliant and fascinating. So what kind of work does he collect? It just seems to be like job lots of photographs that he finds in car boot sales and stuff. Okay. That sounds really cool. I remember the start of the pandemic. So last year when, you know, we first went into the lockdown, I went to my parents' house and started going through all the family albums because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. And just collaging them, playing around and scanning those in. And that was fun. So with these found photographs, going to a car boot sale and getting like a big box of old photographs, that could be amazing. Paul, tell us a little bit about, because you were doing some projects when you were found photography. Yeah, well, I, I like, it's really interesting listening to you speak because I... I I, I haven't maybe, but I um, I I bought a load of like, um, well, it, I'll, I'll, kind of, I'll take a step step back. I want to take a step back. So when I first started photography some twenty years ago, I was quite, I was suppose um, experimental in stuff. I you know I used to do selfies and then I'd bury them in the ground and then just leave them in the ground for like a month and then take them up and then scratch them and, and paint oh, over them, you know, kind of this kind of stuff. And then I, I don't know, then I fell in love with street photography really in a big way. And I shot for the next 15 years, but always in the back of my mind was like you, like I, I it kind of, it's, I forgot really about that, that part of like that, that idea of the experimental part and the, the idea of what you can do with the photograph and, the different ways you can manipulate a photograph. And, yeah. And, and like, there's, there's a great guy, I can't think what his name is, but he sounds a bit like the artist that you mentioned, uh, but he basically, um, they they get signs, like like ripped signs, and they layer it, and then they use photographs, and it's it becomes like a collage of, it's like a pop-art collage. It's a really, I can't think of the name of them. They're like two Canadian boys, basically, and they... Oh. Oh, I love the sound of that. If you if you do remember the name, could you send that over to me? Yeah, uh, yeah. The, and like they're really like they're super famous. And when I so basically like when I first started in photography, I got a really lucky, and I had kind of three or four or five really good jobs um, at the BBC because I had a friend who was a producer, so I was behind the scenes on on different shoots and stuff. And they were one of the artists for one of the shows, basically that they did. So it's Dingesh, one of my friends that's going to come on the pod. So I'll definitely be able to find out. But, but, okay. yeah, but so like there was all of these kind of influences that I suppose I didn't know existed. But then I, I just like the idea of you can have a photograph and that you can manipulate it in, in, in a way that you want to, to convey yeah. a feeling or emotion. And it doesn't, exactly. it, does, it doesn't have to be this static flat object. You can, you know, then there's, and I love that. And so I've like I, I've been through this street photography, and I I kind of been doing this project for the last two years. It's more documentary based kind of straight photography. But in in the back of that, I've I've been kind of like you going going to boot sales, buying loads of old photographs and collaging them, but and just doing that yeah. on my own, not not really showing it. But yeah, uh, it's been really fun that 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 process of of putting two photographs that don't that shouldn't exist. 
like in any way together but when they do it's like it is that this there's something like you have this buzz and it's very difficult yeah it's it's an amazing feeling when you bring it together you know it's, there's something about it like i remember seeing john stesica's work i don't know if you're familiar with his and um he he did some uh vintage postcards he collected vintage postcards and then collaged them over old hollywood headshots and there's one that's just incredible it was like um an old bridge and it just looks like the person's eyes and the way that he collages it just like what you said when you see it coming together you get this feeling like this pause that must be what he gets you know they're incredible but yeah you definitely should check his work out as well it's, it's really interesting i was there was like a couple of years ago foam did this thing and they said that um ripping cutting pasting and stitching is the fu- is the future of photography and i i, I th- it is it's true though and i i think maybe you know there's something that I think all types of photography, I suppose, are wonderful and magical. And, and I, yeah. for, for me, it, it's been like, how, it's like, it's like a journey. Like you don't, you think, you know, something and then you don't absolutely know. And it's, I think photography is one of these things that like it constantly evolves, it's constantly moving. Um, yeah. and, and I love, I love the fact that, you know, that I, I've been, I just love the fact that you can, you like, like I said, these ideas of labels are, are kind of put boundaries upon you. But the idea of not having a label and being free and and being able to experiment, uh, yeah, is, is is like that's the, the most. I think that's the most exciting, joyful thing that I like about photography. Is this idea it's that amazing. isn't it? It's like you like even even though like these ideas may be very. Um, What's the, I was going to say sperm-like. <laughs> <laughs> Explain uh, yourself, Paul. <laughs> you know, they're like, you know, they're like the, the no, the we don't seed, know. Explain. They're like the seed of an idea. The seed of an idea is what okay, I'm saying. Okay. Fuck and, me. And these these ideas <laughs> and ha- and how they form and how these things come together. Like yeah. Like there's there's no there's no formula for that. There's no like there's no book That's that it. can teach you that. Right. It's kind of and and by not experimenting, not 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 seeing a photograph just as you know, a 2D space and, and, and just trying different things. I think that's where the, probably the really good work comes from. I, uh, you know, m- maybe. I think I couldn't agree more. So there's a photographer that I've always loved when I was in uni, they showed me him and I just fell in love with his work ever since. It's called Stephen Gill. And he did similar to you. He did a book and he buried the book and then dug it up like a couple of years later. And then, you know, so all the images were buried and he reprinted it. And then he did one where he had a camera on a long tripod, put it on a timer and photographed um, pigeons in a nest as like this unseen type of thing. And Oh, I know. Didn't he do um, camera traps on sticks? Yes, recently? yes. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I've, I've just seen. got that book as well. It's Me too. A great book. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? it is. It's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And again, he doesn't... So there's all these different techniques that he's using. He doesn't put himself in a category and he he's just completely free and he's always creating this amazing work. It's so interesting to see people, especially photographers, not putting these boundaries on themselves and just exploring and just doing what they want. Because that I think is when you're going to create the strongest body of work. I really like it when the people were doing it and there's like no or, or, or like a tiny, tiny audience and they're doing it just for the love of it. There's a guy quite lives quite near me, Paul. You'd be into this guy. His name's David O'Mara. He's a he's like a painter and decorator by trade, right? And I think he's called like Detritus Zine, all one word on on Instagram. And he does this collaging, and he finds photographs, and God knows where he finds them because it looks like he's found Polaroids on the floor and stuff half the time. But he like collages them into like homemade books. It's just really bizarre. And that sounds incredible. Yeah, search him to try to see. Yeah, it's the stuff's really, really cool. I have. I need to speak to him. I made a homemade book. I, I basically bought loads of um, like nineteen seventies um, comics. They were like, and then and weather books on the weather, and then just collaged them together with my photographs. I'll show you. I'll, I'll try and dig a few pictures out of it. Sounds like cool a, too. <laughs> but again, oh, I like. I I never showed anybody because I just don't like. Maybe the validation of that work is kind of it's kind of like. It's that idea of it's is still I don't know how when that idea becomes fully formed, I suppose. When when does that and I, I was gonna ask you at the end of the last point was do you think that social media restricts your creativity or or does it does it enhance it, I suppose? I was actually just gonna ask you guys yeah. that question. It's something that a lot of people do ask me. And 
I do think it's hindered a lot of creativity. People are scared to share. Yeah. Like um, the creative ideas because they're worried they need that validation of getting likes on their images. And people just like the, um, I, I've never bad made any photographer or anything that they do, but I am sick of seeing like these medium format 35 mil images of just a coffee shop with like something on a table or a basketball court at sunset. And they're really strong images, but I've seen thousands of them. And people are too scared to explore anything else. You yeah. know, it's, it's getting to the point where it's a bit frustrating. Retro cars is the one for me. And that is another big one. Yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Petrol stations. Have you seen any people that take photos of petrol stations at night? At um, night or in the snow. Or, yeah, it's, there's so uh, many cliches, though, and it's so... And I, I suppose it's really difficult as a new photographer, right, to, to know what they are. Yeah, right. Uh, right, but, maybe we should make a book of cliches. That's what we should do. The, we'll do a photographer's book of cliches. That's a great idea. There you that go. That is I, a brilliant I, idea. I think... <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, I think when you're starting out, I think you... It, it might sound like we're going after people that are just starting out. And if you've recently taken a photo of a petrol station, then I apologize. Yeah, I, sure. I, 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 have, I have. I take sure, petrol sure. stations, quirky cars. Boys, you're ruining me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I think when I you're just starting pressing out... Delete, 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 delete. <laughs> <laughs> delete my whole library, mate. It's really... <laughs> I, 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 I think when you're first starting out, you you see other people doing something and you need to try it out yourself to find out what it is you like about that thing and do something a little bit different. Right. I think that's yeah. kind of how these things work. A lot of my work is like rubbish cliches. I, I can't yeah, really but, throw you know, things can in I want to, I, I want to caveat this, right. And, and, and maybe it's my personal journey, but when I first started Flickr was just about being born, right. That's kind wow. of, I was, and that's when I started taking pictures and so I started taking pictures on Flickr, blah, blah, blah. Was it sperm like? Cool. It was spoon see <laughs> like, and then you know I, I started doing street photography and going out every day taking pictures and not knowing anything about it at all, just liking the idea of going out and taking pictures. And then over time, you begin to find that you your knowledge grows. You begin to you know find people like Bruce Gilden and Matt Stewart and yeah. other great photographers. Um, but then, like I, I think when when you first when when I first had a camera, I was like maybe I was I was quite late thirty one really so quite like late in my no maybe a bit younger than that twenty nine thirty around that age anyway, and all those things I did at the beginning you know like everybody does take flowers and cars and dogs and family, yeah. but but then then you know experimenting and ripping and pushing and cutting and I wish I'd carried on I suppose in a way down that road and I think the internet sometimes yeah. it, it tells you to it, it tells you how to conform and this is the way you should shoot and this is the way you should do things and it's very difficult yeah. as a new photographer to avoid all of that noise and all of that stuff that isn't really relevant and it's not important like and it kind of maybe skews your your journey, uh, maybe in a good way or a bad way, I don't know. I, I, I sometimes I, yeah. I you know, it, it's, it's, and so it's not. It's it can it can be beneficial, but at the same time, I think it can be detrimental. I think sometimes you should just, like we've talked about it before, but photograph what you love, do what you yeah. love, do, and do it because of those reasons, and and not kind of try and forget social media, I suppose, in a way. And that's it. Yeah, don't let it bother you. And a lot of my friends, they um. They get frustrated, so they'll they'll be shooting something and they'll share it, and then I'll notice they'll delete it, and then they'll reshare it and delete it, and it's it's because it might not be getting enough likes, and they're unsure why. So they're asking for that validation, and they, they're like asking, probably questioning why why isn't it popular? Why isn't that particular image popular? And I think that is it is a problem. But if you forget about that, and if you stop worrying about it, you do feel this freedom to you know you. you you're happy to just go and create and do whatever you want and share what you want. And there's something really freeing about that, which, you know, I think that's, that's the key thing to being a photographer at the moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> why, why do you think people, why do you think people care? I mean, we've all fallen into the trap, right? Why, yeah. why, why do we do it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, that, I mean, that is, that is an amazing question. It, there's, it must be something to do with being shared and, you know, getting likes and becoming this internet 
celebrity or Instagram fame. Everybody wants to be liked, right? Everybody, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be liked. And I, I no, suppose, <laughs> and, but I suppose what is by, by putting the number of likes you get is kind of gauging your popularity. And I suppose some people feel like, you know, this is a wonderful photo. Why don't I get like 3000 likes on it? But yeah, it, it, it's, it's like, I just think it's such a shitty way to think about it in a way. Like, I just think you, again, it, it, it it's, it's, I, I find it, it is, it, for me personally, I think I have in, in, at times I've like what the f-, you know, but now I kind of like I I, I literally do, I'm not bothered. I actually it's kind of, and I'm no. not sure how I'm not sure how important it is. And and I know that there's this. I think it's important in a way to show your work absolutely, but but not to get caught up in it allowing what other to, people think. N- yeah, yeah. What what other people think and allowing it in some way to dictate what you shoot. Like the moment it becomes to dictate what you shoot, then I think you're in a downward spiral to hell. Does it ever dictate? <laughs> wow. Do, does it ever dictate what you do, Luke? Do, have you ever been sort of swayed by any of that yeah. sort of stuff? When um, I went through a grim time, in fact, it was really strange. So I I had a bad breakup with a with an ex girlfriend, and I I was sharing things on Instagram, but again, I wasn't happy with it myself. But it wasn't being received well. So, I mean, it wasn't getting any likes. You know, I was getting 10 likes and I was thinking, you know, is it good? Is it bad? And it made me question myself. So uh, I got to a point where I was trying to copy other photographers that I admired, but to the point where I was just ripping off their style. And I think this is when I then got back into the collage and just did what I wanted to do. And people can see that. They see if you're just trying to copy another photographer, they're not going to respect you. And people can tell when you're being honest, you know, and you're just doing what you want to do. I think that is, but it's only recently that I found this, you know, maybe last year I was still uploading and deleting it. If you didn't get like a hundred likes in 15 minutes or something like that, you know, so it's not, it's not a good, it's not a good way to, way to think. Hypothetical for you. So let's imagine they change we're talking about Instagram here, right? So let's just yeah. call it by what it is. Let's imagine they change the way Instagram works. Yeah. You can still like a photo. Yeah. Uh, but the, the person that the, the, the poster of the photo, the originator of the photo, they don't see the number of likes, but everyone else does. So you post a photo and okay. Paul can see you've had 10 likes or 10,000 likes, but you don't see it. Oh shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, are you saying is this a good thing or a bad thing? No, or? I want to know what you. How would you feel about that, knowing that everybody else can see the social status that that's got, but it's oh. taken away from you? You know what? That is probably a good thing. It could be amazing because you wouldn't have that fear. Although I'd probably end up messaging one of my mates asking how many likes it had. You know, just because I need that validation sometimes, was, like we all you- do. But do you think, do you like, but, but then like an extension of that is then does that, does that like hinder creativity? Does it like, does it stop it you being as creative? It does, doesn't it? Right. It does. And so it really does. Yeah. it's got to be an evil thing then. Right. It, like if we think, if we're being like, if we, if this is the, the punctuation, the full stop, it, it, if it twists what is created and if everything created becomes similar and it all becomes homogenous and you know, everybody. And, and it is, it, like, you can go through your stream and look and see, like, oh, my God, by the end of it, you want to jump off the fucking Empire State Building. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, whoa. Like, and then, then you see, you come across you and you're like, oh, 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 it's like a breath. It's like a, it's like a breath of fresh air. I'm floating. <laughs> I'm oh, floating Jesus. in Saxon. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me blush again, man. you got to stop it with these no, I I just think it, it, it's, it, it, it does, it must. And I suppose that the, our job is not to let it, I suppose, is, is like to try and be strong, yeah. strong enough will to be able to say, you know what, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what, what I, what I want to create and what's coming from, I suppose, internally and what I'm trying to say matters rather than what other people think. And that's always been the way, but sometimes you, you, your brain does plays shitty tricks on you, and and it it makes you question. And I think every artist questions their their processes and how they work and whether their work is any good. You know, I'm constantly yeah. thinking my work is shit. I think that's natural, right? Uh, it's oh, just 
you know, it, it, it's it's how you how you weather those storms and 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 still keep going. It's the I, I suppose it's endurance, endurance. It is. It's massive. Yeah, you do need a lot of endurance. Just stick with it. Uh, you know, it will it will get you somewhere. You know, you just got to be confident in what you do. Just keep at it. Amazing. That's, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like every time I wonder about that, and to be honest with you, it's not something I've ever really given a shit about. I don't post consistently. I have basically zero followers. I'm not really that invested in what anyone else thinks about that stuff. Zero followers, zero friends. Yes, you know. Ah, that was a horrible band, Paul. <laughs> that was no. just return for last night. Yeah, I know. I was giving you a really hard time last night. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I, every time I feel remotely invested in the kind of the social impact of the stuff you're putting out there, what I do is I just read through the comments that other other people, other artists that I like get on their stuff. And then you realize that all the comments are just like two fire emojis. Yeah. Or like a an emoji that says 100. Like, it's all fucking bollocks. <laughs> and you look at it and sometimes the person is doing really, really good work and it's like social documentary stuff and you look at it and you think there's like a real message behind this and everybody's like, oh, did you shoot that on film? Like, yeah. I love the colours. And you're just like, you've missed the fucking point. You've missed the point completely. And there are, yeah, again, it's what film have you shot this on or what camera have you shot this on? Or, you know, it's like, well, are you looking at the image? You know, is that the question that you really want to ask? Yeah. And using emojis, I mean, we're all guilty of it. But, oh, yeah. you know, have a proper comment. Yeah. yeah, say something. It's not social, right? Yeah. It's not social media if you just post in a fucking emoji. There's nothing social about <laughs> <laughs> emoji. <laughs> I got, Sorry, I got, yeah, that does kind of frustrate I got a one, I got one, one quote. I got what, am I looking at my notes here? Because I've written some notes too, see, but. Oh, yeah. Um, so, okay. I, I, I got, this is, this is, this is, um, what is a small pleasure? A small pleasure that brings you great joy. Something, something small that brings. Like mine is chocolate. <laughs> wow, I, I'm smoking. <laughs> you know, like I, I like smoking. That brings me joy. I guess um, beer is that one? Be- Would you care? Yeah, you'd like to have beer. <laughs> what about you, Dad? What about you, Dad? A small pleasure that brings me joy. I'm trying to think of something really small. Because, I mean, it's really easy, right? <laughs> saying, saying something like, I like a beer, that to me feels like a bit of is a cop Is it a bit out. of a cop-out? You saying, Lucas, it's a cop-out? Yeah, like, that's calling bit, you out, mate. <laughs> Who was we talking to the other day that was saying about um, Amelie? It was uh, Roman. Roman was saying there's that scene in Amelie where she's talking about, like, the small pleasures in life, like sinking your hands into a bag of grain. I was trying to, like, you know, oh, the, those, those weird rivets that you found on yes, that head and job? Yes, 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 those rivets. So basically putting your bowl, it's like, so we did this job for a motorcycle company, um, and, and basically they have rivets that they put in the side of helmets, and if you put your fingers in them and rustle them around, it was like, I, it was like somebody doing something really pleasurable to you. <laughs> it's a real <laughs> weird sensation. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Try it. <laughs> Go and put your hand in a packet I of might rivets. Try, yeah. <laughs> try. I'll, I'll go there, yeah. <laughs> I'm passing that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's, I, I, I was wow. trying to think of something really, really small that I just take a lot of pleasure from that just doesn't really mean anything. Uh, I can't think of anything. I, Come I on, to... there must be something. There must be something. No, there is. I'm 100% sure there is. Maybe it's your hair wax. I don't take any pleasure from that. <laughs> your brill take... cream. It's just your brill cream. Your brill cream. Brill cream. cream. People still don't... use brill cream. They do, man. It's in the shops. Can't you tell? But I... <laughs> you're not knocking my brill cream, are you? Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know. Um, I've got loads of really small pleasures, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. They're all like really pretentious rubbish. Like I, I really, really like, like looking at photographs in real life. I like holding I really like socks. socks. That's, no, that's true. Yeah. Socks, a good pair of socks. <laughs> a good pair of socks. Yeah, so again, you know, you, it's a nice feeling, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> when you think of it like this, there are a lot, and I just can't think of a really good one. I mean, I think I did cop out just saying a beer or, or <laughs> yeah, a fag or whatever. Come on, that, yeah. but, I'm, not yeah. off, I'm not letting you off with that. Come on, let's, let's put him on the spot. No, no, okay. Do, 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 okay, something that really does, because it always reminds me of summer, is the smell of cut grass. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's and that really one. does bring me joy in this weird way. I, it gives me like goosebumps sometimes because I know that summer's coming. So, 
Yeah, I'd probably say that one. And rain, you know, like when it's... Rain, oh, yes. When it's really hot and it rains. Yeah, that smell, like the dusty kind of smell or whatever it is. Yeah, it's magical, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, they're all flooding back now. The coast, (laughs) like, being just, like, sat by the sea. Like, it doesn't oh, yeah. just generally just being sat at the sea is awesome. Yeah, the sea. I miss the sea. Something so about that, isn't there? Just it's hearing the waves and, yeah. Yeah. See, and all these oh. things, like, they cost nothing. Fire, the smell of logs burning on a fire. Imagine combining an open fire at the seafront with a beer. Oh, man. That's it. That's the winner. That's the, that's the full on winner there. And, and to finish that off, a little bit of reflexology. <laughs> 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 on, that note, on, on that note, I think you could you could give uh, the old magical shout out. You got to do two in a week this week, Dan. It's kind of hard work, that, isn't it, mate? Do you know? I wrote it down earlier, and I was just struggling to find my shouts. So, Luke, while, while I'm frantically searching for what I was going to talk about, um, okay. So every week we like to do a shout out to maybe like another creative or, or a project that another creative is doing. It doesn't have to be someone that's massively successful. It doesn't have to be someone that's not successful. It's just someone that you feel like you're enjoying their work or work you're enjoying and you, you want to tell other people to go and check it out. I picked up this book this week. It's called um, Ellen Burge and it's The Awakening. And it's again, it's a magical, <laughs> magical book. Uh, the opening quote, we're walking the fire to take over mamas. And it's, it's about femininity, I think. But it, it, it's like, you like it, I think, um, Luke, because it's, it's, it's like, I'll just try and show, I can't really show you some pictures, but I'll, I'll, I'll maybe do a couple of screenshots for you, Danny. You can put them in. Um, in it, but it's, where, where do we stand with that? I don't know if we can do that, but we'll definitely link to the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. What's the book it, called again? Uh, it's called The Awakening. And I got it from uh, our good friend, Dan Wood, Photo book junkies, Daniel. You, if we keep giving you these drop-ins, mate, we want some free books, don't we, boys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Mister Wood got two shout-outs last week. Literally, Paul and our guest Hugh both both chose one chose his new book, and the other one just chose him generally. Wow! So he got two shout-outs in one week. Really? And he's had shout-outs before. From you us, do so. need, yeah, yeah. You need to get you need to get some freebies. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be putting some pressure on him. <laughs> are are yeah. you listening, Mr. Wood? <laughs> i tell you what, actually, if you are listening, Mr. Wood, can you add a search function to your photo book junkies website? Because I keep looking on there, and every time I look for one of these books that Paul's told me about, I can't find it, and I'm having to go through pages Because I've, I've already bought it. <laughs> Does he only have one copy of each book? Surely Sometimes, not. sometimes, because he's buying from eBay, and he's like... So a friend of ours, I don't know if you know Dan Wood. Have you ever seen any of Dan Wood? Dan Wood. Wood? Yeah, I think I saw a project that he did it called The Suicide Machine. Yes, yes, mm. that's my hometown, yeah. basically. Really? Yeah, wow, yeah. I love that work, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he set up like a, a, a second-hand photo book store and, and new books as well, he does. But I think he, I think he actually, yeah, he, he basically sources them um, from all over the place, uh, Dan. And sometimes they are just ones and... Yeah, I like nice. I, I like that because I think as somebody who's knowledgeable about photo books, creating stuff that that I I I wouldn't wasn't aware of or you know wasn't knowledgeable of, and it's like, um, have you seen this like charcoal book club? It's like seventy quid or something ridiculous a month, or even more than that. And basically, they give you a photo book every month, basically. Right. Um, that's like a, a new book that's meant to be like well received, well rated. That's cool. Um, oh. Yeah, it's not cheap, I don't think. But then again, the photo so isn't, you know... What, yeah, photo books aren't cheap either, so I guess... Yeah. No, they're not. 70 quid a month, like, it's quite expensive. But, you know, those photo books, I, I'm not someone to buy and sell them when they get worth money, but I know some photo books now go for thousands. You know, like uh, Larry Clark's, well, Larry Clark's books, they're going for, like, two grand. Yeah, I'm, I'm quickly purchasing anything decent. Quick, quick, quick. quick. What do you reckon that's worth, Paul? <laughs> Well, I don't know what oh. is that worth now. That's the decisive moment. Oh, it's the uh, Henri Cardio Bresson. Yeah. That's a gorgeous looking book. How yeah, much that, is that was. Worth? I, I don't know. Tanya bought it for me for a for a birthday present a few years back, and it's it's amazing. But I don't know. it looks beautiful. It looks expensive. I do, do, do you have Do you have a favourite photo book? Oh, um, I actually really like Lorenzo Vittori, the Dalston Anatomy. 
That's okay. a really good book. I don't have it with me here to, to kind of show you, but it's definitely one to check out. It's another okay. experimental photographer, so uh, it's really interesting. I can't remember. Luke, have you, uh, Luke have, you done, have you done your shout-out already? Have I just completely lost the friend? No, I've not done it. And I've just, I've got somebody in mind. So um, it's, well, the, it's a collaboration project between two photographers, one based in London, the other based in Santa Fe. And they are photographing just banal scenes in London and Santa Fe, and they collage them together. So the project's called Altered States, Altered Scapes, and it's Jim Eyre and Natalie Santa Fe, she's called on Instagram. I feel really bad now, I can't remember her real last name. But it's an incredible project, really, really nice. And it's the idea of collaboration as well that I just love between two people that, you know, they live on bloody, I don't know how many miles away. And they just keep in touch and keep editing together. I find it fascinating. That's really cool. So Amazing. what, are they just literally trading trading photos? Or you said it was photography, right? Yeah, so they, they're both photographers. They just, they'll go through their images and then they cut out these really like odd details in the images. So there's one and there's a car with like a, a weird cone and it's the mixture of American and, and British and it, it just transforms the image. It's just so fascinating to look at. You could just stare at them for hours and pick different things out. I can literally really good. see Paul adding that to his basket as we speak. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I de- uh, the, yeah, I mean, they've got the share a lot on Instagram between them. So it's definitely one to check out. And I, th- I went to an exhibition that they had uh, a couple of years ago in London, in Peckham, I think it was. And they printed the images absolutely huge. Like they were you know, full wall size, and they were fascinating to stare at. You know, you, you just stare at them for hours. And he's travelled to Santa Fe quite recently, and they did um, an exhibition in an abandoned swimming pool. So they pasted all the images up in the pool. And it's just brilliant the way that they've, co- they've collaborated at the projects. They're getting some recognition, and, you know, it seems to be doing really well. Mm, sounds amazing. I'm excited. I want to go and check yeah. it out. Yeah, I would do, yeah. Be sure to check it out, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll link that in the show notes. Um, my shout out this week is uh, Eve's tumor, heaven to a tortured mind. It's his, uh, this is a record. Sounds, sounds really delightful. <laughs> it's, it's just bloody genius. Is it? Yeah. I need like to see all, this. It, it's, um, so it's a record. It's, it's like a, an album, right? Um, okay. It's part jazz, part electronic. It's kind of really difficult to describe. But it's just, it's just really, really cool. Mm. Um, a little bit like my last week's suggestion, Man Alive by King Crawl. This has got a similar vibe to it. It's kind of got a bit of an attitude, but it's kind of soft. It's really hard to describe, really hard to pin down. But the guy's previous album, um, which was called Safe in the Hands of Love, was fucking amazing as well. So... Yeah, the second you're finished with with that one album, go and check out his old stuff because it's cool. Mm, I'll man, be listening good. to these tonight. Then, yeah, what, what, what music? What music do you like? Oh, I, I mean, I like sixties um, stuff. So I, I love the Rolling Stones and the Doors. And I mean, I don't mind the Beatles, but they're not like my favorite. And like, I like Bob Dylan, and I like Motown and some jazz and soul and all that sort of old stuff. Do you listen to music when you're taking pictures? No, I tend to um, listen to podcasts or listen to books on tape. Because um, if I listen to music, for some reason, I get really distracted and never end up taking anything. Interesting. I've been experimenting with classical music. Try, oh. have, you, have you tried classical music? It's really like it focuses the mind, man. It's a weird thing. Like, and I, I might like give cla- that a go. Yeah, I, don't like, I, I don't like classical music, right? I, I'm, I'm like, but like it does, like it does kind of, it's like, ooh. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> taking a Red Bull or something. <laughs> Have you tried right. jazz, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I find jazz is sometimes a bit overwhelming because uh, there's so much going on. It, it can be like... It can be quite um, heavy going. But then there's some I do like, you know, I do like the classics, like A Kind of Blue and I listen to a bit of Miles and Roman, oh, is, yeah. really, Roman is really big into his jazz. So he's kind of forced some French jazz on me over time and... Um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I love all music. I mean, I really love that. That I just love it. I just, I'm listening to music all the time. I, I, I and I'm, I like said this last night, but I came across um, what's his surname again? Billy, tell him Billy Eilish. Yeah, I can't say Eilish, 
But I came across your <laughs> song, Your Power, for the first time this week. And have you heard it? Have you heard this? Like, I've this? never heard it. I don't even know who that is. Oh, my God. Just like it's like a really... I one... live under a rock. I know who no, I, I don't know anybody, and yet, like, you guys have never heard of Billie Eilish. But I didn't never even she know who she is. She must be fucking huge if I know who she is. <laughs> like, is I'm she so... actually? I mean, no, I, no, I've never, I've not heard of her, but I, I don't listen to I'm guessing that she's mo- like a modern. Yeah, she's modern, like modern like, yeah. pop. Yeah, she's, she's like, like a pop artist. But, but, but she's okay. like, she's like the anti pop artist, so she wears baggy trousers and she's got green hair. Like, though, she did appear in Vogue in lingerie only <laughs> this week, right? Was it this week? I've seen that. No, yeah, yeah, I've seen that recently. Yeah, yeah, I like those pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was really like, she was really um, like, she doesn't dress that way. Like she's, but but this this one song, like, is, I really. It's a, let me see You've mentioned can, this for two days in a row. Hang on, no, I'm going to see. Listen, 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 <laughs> listen. listen <laughs> let me Paul, see. Don't can, do it because we can't play it. We can't have it oh, on. No. Oh, we're not allowed. Yeah, we can. I can hum it. <laughs> I can tell it's going to be my favourite song. You're gonna re- you won't like it because you don't like it. Danny doesn't like anything commercial. He's like, he was a bit of a punk, so he's he's like, nah, I can't like Jason Donovan and Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially, you'll be street cred. Like, especially for you. <laughs> I don't even know which of those two it is. Oh, that okay. could have been Billie Eilish for all I know. I I, I don't I know her name. Yeah, but, I didn't know any of the music, but but you know, it's it's kind of a haunting song. It's kind of a voice right. is really really haunting. Okay, it? you it's picked really, my curiosity. And it's word haunting, and it's kind of um, and she la- overlaps her voice in a really nice kind of like she's singing twice on that. It's okay, nice. it's, it's quite cool. Like it's really interesting. They call and that double tracking in the biz, Paul. D- double track. Well, she's double tracking her ass off it, son. Right. <laughs> 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 nice. Nice. I have got my work cut out for me this week. I started trying to keep notes at the beginning and I didn't get anywhere with them. But I will try and link as many of the artists as we spoke about as possible. That's going to be a hell of a job this week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And anything we've mentioned will hopefully be in the show notes. If it's not, maybe you're just going to have to reach out to whoever said it because I'm not sure I'm going to manage to pick up absolutely everything. If you're not already, go and follow Luke on Instagram and buy some prints or something. Yeah, give him some love because he's amazing. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, thank you, guys. It's, it's definitely worth checking out. And if you if you buy anything through the links on the show notes, you'll, you'll be supporting the show a little bit. Nobody's actually done this yet. I, I sort of mentioned this once in a while. No one's ever really done it. In fact, I'll tell you what, while we're on it, we haven't mentioned this for about six episodes, have we? We're really bad at selling ourselves, Luke. Um Come and give us a follow. <laughs> give, give us a follow on Instagram. I, at, 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 what is it? Idle Hand Society? You know, mate. It is yeah, Idle Hand Society. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Come and so, give us some love. Just just come and give us some love. Even if you just pop us a fire emoji and then leave again, that's cool. Like, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Tune fire in again next Friday. Um, I think we're possibly speaking to a painter next week. Um, still got to set up the times. Um, that's it. Thanks. Bye bye. Cheers, guys. See you later.